And we're back with Kelly Allen, Bell Racer, WPRA. Kelly, thanks for being on our show where rodeo meets the road. Thanks for having me. Yeah, for sure. So, you know, we just talked for just a few seconds ago that, uh, you know, we've been trying to connect. And, you know, we all know what a uh, how barrel racers uh, are on the road, you know, just, you know, from one town to the next and i guess it started raining on you the other day where were you at oh gosh i feel like the rains followed me which is unfortunate because it's not raining at home in texas but um man i don't know where i think i was in tremont and it was actually flooding over there and i headed to idaho falls and it was good it didn't rain but um i think i think that's where i was was tremont so, um, yeah. but I was just, I was just laying over there and trying to get to the next rodeo and it was actually flooding there. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, you're not missing anything here at home. Um, <laughs> hundred plus, <laughs> hundred plus every day. It's just ridiculous. I mean, I just dread going out to the barn, you know, I try to get out I there know. so early. So, you know, I don't die, but you know, next thing I know I'm out there, it's middle of the day and I'm dying. So. I know. And I'm, I'm homesick. Like I miss, you know, my baby Colts and my bed and a bath. But then I know the second I got home, I would be, you know, ready to leave again because right now I'm in Red Lodge, Montana. And it... yeah. And you know, it's, it's, you know, life on the road, you know, Cheyenne, you know, in North, Northwest, you know, the rodeo's kicking butt up there and you're doing pretty well yourself. Yeah, it's been good. Um, this last week was not very good, but um, up to this point, yeah, I mean, it's gone well. I mean, I've I got in the top 15 the first week, and I've stayed in the top 15 all year, although I don't know if that may change this week. I'm not sure, but um, we've just been consistent all year. I mean, I, I haven't won anything big, um, which kind of sucks because I'm having to go to more rodeos. I've hit a lot of barrels to win, you know, fifteen or $20,000, which is you know something i'm really kind of needing right now because i would like to make less runs and go to less rodeos right for sure so. you know i mean you have to do what you have to do you know you're let's call you on the bubble you know you're sitting number 12 right mm -hmm. now seventy-three thousand, mm -hmm. and you know they take the 15 and you know the other three behind you are pretty darn close so you know it's mm -hmm. It's do or die, you know, we're down to the last, you know, 45 days before the end of the season, you know, we've been rooting for you the whole time, and, you know, one of our mutual friends, Laura Schumann, with Happy Animals, you know, she, we talked about you way before the season started, and, you know, she's was like, you know, Callie's gonna make it this year, Callie's gonna make it this year, and so, you know, we've been watching Callie run, and Callie has an outside chance of making it this year, so, you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, how long have you known Laura in, in Happy Animals? Um, gosh, I, I don't know how long I've known Laura. I think <laughs> she's known me longer than I've known her, because I think she knew me from when I was a little kid, you know, cause my mom ran barrels. I think they kind of ran barrels together. So, yeah. um, you know, and, and her mother and, you know, everyone was kind of like connected in that way. And then, you know, I was young. So gosh, I, I honestly couldn't tell you, but probably as long as I can remember almost, right. um, yeah. And she, you know, started happy animals and, and, you know, started being a dealer for Cuba. And I absolutely love those hay cubes. They're, you know, so high quality and my horses love them and, you know, they've, they eat them yeah more you know more readily than they do anything else so yeah yeah and you know that's like your 
trick question about with Laura Schumann because she knows it seems like everybody in the world. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so, right. I, you know, Laura, she's a good person. I, you know, I really like Laura. But uh, let's talk a little barrel racing. You know, um, well, one one other thing before we talk barrel racing, your boyfriend partner Anthony Russo, he does a uh, podcast as well called um, Blunt Force Discussion. And I happened yes. to listen to it the other day when you were on it, and boy, he doesn't hold any punches, does he? <laughs> I know it's a it's a funny podcast, but it's it's a little cringy because he's like he just does not. We're very different. He does not care. Like he will say anything to anyone. He's friends with everybody, extrovert, whatever, and right. does not get embarrassed. And me, I'm like, can we keep that to ourselves? <laughs> but um, I think that's why it works because you know, he's just so out there and I'm not. <laughs> right. Yeah. No. And, and, you know, I have, I have to put my filter on when I hit that record button mm-hmm. also, because I was like, man, you know, mm-hmm. there's, you know, you could talk crazy, but you know, sometimes you got to keep it, you know, with it in, yeah. in the lane, but he's got a good podcast. I'm definitely a fan of uh, Anthony Russo's blunt force discussion. He shall take a listen to that one if you want a good laugh. But um, yeah, for sure. let's talk rodeo for a sec. You know, like I said, you're number 12 right now. You know, you're 45 days out to maybe making it to Vegas. And, you know, your your big mare right now is Cinco. So tell us about Cinco, where she came from. Um, just let us know about her. Yeah, I mean, she's two. I, um, I, she came to me broke. I trained her and she faturityed as a four-year-old. She was a decent faturity horse. I mean, she won a little bit here and there, made a couple short goes, maybe won 20,000 or for charity year, if that. Um, she wasn't in any incentives. It was kind of kind of a little bit before incentives. So, um, you know, the the money that's out there to be won in fraternities right now really wasn't quite, quite there yet. But, I mean, she wasn't a standout by any means, but she consistently got better um, every fraternity we went to, and she was a decent derby horse. And then last year, I um she's seven now, so I've had her five years. She um I I went for a month last summer to try to kind of season her and just see where she was at. And she after about the fifth run, she clicked and she loved the rodeos and she's she's been great. Um I mean she's a very honest horse. She's not the most consistent. If I could falter, that's it. But she has a ton of try. She's very tough. Um and she loves the small indoor buildings. So that's kind of why I really 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 would like to make it to the finals to the nfr because i really think she would excel in that arena i think she would just just love it, it, it would and just so fit, um, just fit the way yeah. she runs in the indoor small yeah. pattern yeah for sure for sure she just i mean i don't know why but she loves them i mean she's she's real honest and she's quick but um for some reason and she's one outside too in big patterns but um in those smaller indoor coliseums like north side setups she excels for sure yeah. So she's, she's a hotter mare and she's, she's kind of hard to deal with sometimes. Like I always think about if someone else had her, they'd probably get rid of her in a day. Cause she's just, she's kind of a diva and you kind of have to pick and choose your battles with her. But I've like really know her inside and out and we have routines and she's just, I just love her so much. She's just my favorite horse ever. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, my wife has a few horses out here and, I'm the glorified stable boy for sure, and you know if I see something I don't like, or if they just do something, it's like out. You gotta yeah. get rid of this one. <laughs> I can't deal with it. No, but I love her. She does. Da, da. I can't uh-huh. deal with it. So, but for you know, sure. and, and Cinco has you know 
I guess, you know, I read that, you know, she has an interesting habit of a, a signature spin that she does in the alleyway before she runs. Where, mm-hmm. How did that come about? And tell us about well, that. You know, it kind of came about on accident just because my my go from the alleyway, my my takeoff point is probably the most important part of my run for her. And if she goes in the alleyway, she likes to walk up the alleyway kind of sideways. Like she wants to go, she's ready to run. I'm having to hold her back, but she'll walk up sideways. And if she walks up sideways and we're looking at the first barrel, she'll have her head to the right side of the alley and her butt to the left side. And so if we take off like that, that's the wrong go. I want the wrong (laughs) angle. So I, I got in a habit. If I spin her, when I let her go, she's straight, she's in line with the first barrel. Um, And so it was really kind of done just to, just to make sure that we get the best angle and the best go at our first barrel. Cause if we don't, it kind of messes up our whole run. Um, and sometimes I don't have to do it. It just kind of depends on where she's at in the alleyway and how she feels. And my um, gut instinct as to when I let her go, where are we going to end up? <laughs> <laughs> so, but she does like the spin. I feel like it's, and it's a very subtle, I'll just touch her with my rein to the right. And she knows she'd be spin and go. So it's uh, kind of fun, but a lot of people are like, why do you do that? And that's, that's the reason. So, you know, Cinco isn't the only um, mare or horse you have in your lineup. You also have JJ, and JJ's been doing pretty good for you this season. So tell us all about JJ, where he came from, and, you know, how has he been doing for you and how he fits in your lineup? Yeah, so JJ came into my life around, I think it was April. Um, it was truly a blessing because at the time I was kind of dealing with some uh, soundness things with Cinco and she was in and out of the breeding barn and um, it was just kind of tough to to be able to go with her and I remember I was driving and I thought to myself I would do anything to have a really good gelding in my trailer right now because having the mares you know when you're, you're flushing them and pulling embryos it's you know you don't want to do too much to them you know while they're running and um, I uh, got a message from Joy Wargo uh, she actually trained JJ and she had JJ since he was like probably a two or three year old and he's six this year but um she asked if I needed another horse to rodeo on and you know lo and behold I said yes and here we are he's won he's won almost half of my winning so far this year um he's owned by David Harmon um out in Abilene and I just can't thank him and Joy both enough for letting me ride him because without him you know I would be in the position that I'm in right now so he's greatly helped Cinco out um he hadn't been to a single pro rodeo. I think he'd been to a couple amateur rodeos um, when I got him, and um, he didn't. He, he'd done well. He'd handled them well, but he hadn't really had a whole lot of rodeo seasoning experience. But as of now, he has, <laughs> and yeah. he uh, he's. Re- I mean, he just loves the rodeos. He always finds the first barrel. He stands up pretty well. He's just a really, really cool horse. So um, you know, I have him in my trailer, and then I also have the third horse I have is Rona, which is my 14-year-old mare that um, I won a bunch on back back in the day. She won like the WPRA fraternity. Um, she's had four or five babies since, and she's she's kind of on the trailer too in case I need her. And so all three of them have really, really helped, um, you know, put me in the position that I'm in right now. Yeah, and, you know, in running pro rodeo and trying to get to, Dece- you know, Vegas in December, you have to have, you know, not just one, two, but, you know, at least three. And some people have more than that in their trailers, you For know, sure. and because you just never know, you know, 
what's going to happen out there, you know, take a bad step, you know, get an abscess, mm-hmm. do this, do that. And so you have to have, you know, two or three. It, it's almost impossible to do what you're doing with just one in your trailer. For sure. And I mean, you know, unless you're Haley, Kinsel, and you have sister, or you're Jordan, and you have <laughs> Rolo, or you're Cassie, and you have Emmett, um, it is hard. I mean, you know, those guys, they, they, they've been there, done that. They can go and win first just about every time they go in the arena. And so it's, you know, it's definitely... They're, they have the ability to run just one, you know, as yeah. long as they're winning first every time. But for me, it hasn't been the case. I've, I've placed, like I've said, the whole year, you know, mm-hmm. pretty much everywhere. I've just not won anything big. But um, it uh, it definitely helps to have um, options because the three that I have, they all are very different. They all complement each other really well. Cinco, you know, she's great inside good outside but great inside so if i have an indoor arena i'll typically choose to run her and outside if their first barrel is way off the fence i'll choose jj and so far this summer that's what most of it's been is you know the big outdoor standard patterns and he just he just loves it he's he's so fun to run so i'm really really grateful that i have him on the trailer with the other two yeah Yeah, absolutely you know it's good to have people behind you like you know mr Harmon, and you know in you know um yeah. Joy. Joy, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was just like, <laughs> yeah. I had so many names going through my head. I was uh-huh. like, oh, what yeah. was that? Yeah, and Joy. And so, you know, you're you're in a good place. You know, like I said, we're in, you know, middle of August. So, you know, we'll just happen to see what, what turns out here at the end of uh, September. Yep, I'm excited. It's, it's a, this is a new week. So I'm feeling refreshed and feeling back like myself. And I'm ready, <laughs> ready to get back out there and, and do well because I feel like my horses have had a good rest too, so. We're excited for the rest of the year. Tell us about Rapunzel. I know, you know, you lost her a few years back. And so how was that yeah. for you? Um, you know, it was tough. I um, I was already kind of going through a rough patch in life. And I had Rapunzel. And I, she was just the sweetest mare. And I was starting to win a lot on her. And she she was good in faturities and derbies. Not outstanding once again, but solid all year. Um, I left for the rodeos and I was just having really bad luck with like everything. And, you know, it was one of those things I'd blow out two tires on the same side of the trailer or, you know, just stuff like that was happening. And then, um, she started really winning and I mean, she would win in the mud in the dry dirt. And it was really exciting because, you know, I kind of needed that, you know, that, that motivation to keep going. And, um, she was just the sweetest, most solid, honest, consistent horse. I just, just really, really miss her. She was only six and, um, she took a bad step at Eagle Colorado in the performance and broke her, uh, pelvis into the joint. Mm. And, um, you know, she didn't even, you know, people talk about rodeo ground and all that. And I mean, I don't think the ground was great, but I also feel like it just could have happened anywhere. It was just a bad step and it, um, you know, broke so bad that we, we couldn't repair it. And so that was kind of devastating. And for me, it's, it's, um, like the horse always comes first. Like I, I'll never be out here just entering rodeos to run my horses. You know, I mean, they always come first. And so when that happened, it, I had a lot of guilt, a lot of shame. Cause I felt bad. I felt like I'd done it to her and you know, it was my fault. And so it was kind of hard for me to get back into it. I just, you know, my heart was kind of kind of not in it for a while and it's hard for me to get my competitive advantage back because it's hard for me to ask a horse and push a horse you know yeah to give me everything they had when I felt like those kind of things can happen so 
it took a little time and you know I'll be the first to say like even my jockeying wasn't great you know it took a good year or so for me mm-hmm. to just kind of feel back to normal like I did before that right and you know so. and Cinco comes and so you know to get to where you are today you know you have to win and, and well you know mm-hmm. you have to cash checks for sure but you know in to order to do that you know some of these girls you know the top top 30 you know they qualify for the bigger rodeos and you know you're able to do that with Cinco as well and you know if you're in the top 30 in the standings you know that helps a lot you know and mm-hmm, you found a sure. way to get to the bigger rodeos and so how do you think that that goes for you you know even for other girls that are listening that are trying to find a way to mm-hmm. get into the top 15 or in the top 20 or at least make a good run of it you know you have to qualify for the bigger rodeos for the bigger money for sure yeah and i mean you know you don't have to there's some girls in the top you know 20 or so that are you know getting close in there that didn't qualify but it definitely helps because you're putting less miles on your horse you know you're going to go to the bigger rodeos for bigger money and possibly winning more and you know, making more money per run as opposed to, you know, smaller rodeos. But, you know, in my opinion, honestly, if it's your time, it's your time. And if it's not, it's not. I mean, I, I've been working hard at this my whole entire life. And, you know, I'm, I don't have the ability to, to buy horses, um, you know, $100,000, $200,000 horses, even $20,000 horses, really. So mm-hmm. I have to raise them or, you know, train them raise them and train them sometimes and, you know, just cross my fingers and hope that they turn out to be something that's the caliber that I need. And in this case, I feel like, you know, I've had a lot of nice horses come and go and some have been sold, some, you know, passed away sadly and, and, and some just weren't good enough, you know, quite frankly. And I think it takes a lot of luck and I think it's gotta be your time because I feel like for me, I really wasn't, you know, I wasn't out there just, thinking about it every day or telling myself that's what I was going to do. I was just kind of going to making runs and, and having fun with it. And um, if it works, it works. And if it doesn't, it doesn't. And you can't, it's one of those things you can't force. And when you force it, it ends up going a different direction, <laughs> in my opinion. <laughs> no, and know it's not to say working hard and being strategic and planning isn't important, but I think you can, you know, you could be the best planner and the best trainer and the best jockey. And sometimes it just, it's just not your time. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. And, you know, out on, you know, I, I shoot a lot of barrel races. I shoot a lot of everything. And, mm-hmm. you know, you always hear, oh, the ground, the ground, the ground. And, mm-hmm. you know, there's a big difference from like fraternity and derbies to where, you know, it's indoor, you know, it's all groomed, it's all nice mm-hmm. and sweet. And then you go to out to these rodeos and all these pens are so different and the committees are so different on how they take care of it or how often they're going to drag or, you know, and so, you know, you've hit 72 rodeos this year already. Mm -hmm. And so how has the ground been for you out there? Do you see that the committees are, are trying their best to do the ground or, you know, it's just the luck of the draw sometimes mm-hmm. to be on the top or on the bottom. So, you know, how has the ground been for you out there? And what, what do you think? You about know, that? you know, I've seen a little bit of both. I've seen some committees that have not had good ground, but they've really tried, which is very appreciated. And, you know, they'll drag and they'll ask our opinions, which is so important because you can look at ground and they think it looks pretty and they, you know, drag their toe in it and they're like, Oh, it's good. But until they ask us, they don't, they don't really know. Right. Um, and I've seen a lot of the opposite too. I mean, I, 
you know, I ran at Nampa in the short go this year and they ran 12 of us in a short go and didn't drag one time. And, um, you know, it, it's, it's just not, and that's, it was a situation where it was, you know, they didn't either, they didn't know the rules or they didn't go by the rules. I'm not a hundred percent sure, but when you drag every 10, you know, throughout the whole rodeo and then 12 people make the short go and we're all within hundreds, small mm-hmm. tenths of a second and they go 12, it's like, you know, it's, it's hard because people like me and a lot of, you know, there's, there's a lot of us in that 12 that are trying to make the NFR. We're on the bubble. Every little bit counts. Every little bit helps. And um, just a fair advantage is always nice. And I approached the judges and they kind of rolled their eyes at me and I was very polite. I was very genuine, you know, and just to try to see if we could drag halfway through for everybody. And they told me they would, and then they didn't. So it's, <laughs> You just never know. And then some committees are like, what can we do different? Um, you know, I'd say it's been about 50-50 for me this year for what I've what I've seen. But overall, I mean, I know there's been, you know, like Cheyenne, you know, I did not, I was on the uh, days that did not have good ground. Um, they fixed it, I think, two days after me, um, which it's bracket style. So, you know, they can, they can go in in the middle of a rodeo and change it. Right. But, um, it'd be nice if they did it from the get go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, because, you know, these horses, they, they work so hard and, and if they get injured, that's our whole chance, you know, that's our whole livelihood for the year. So it's really, really important. And I think it's getting better. It's just, it's just a process. Right. For sure. And so, you know, you have limited rodeos and open rodeos, you know, and, you know, you, you see good, for one good for the other you know limited rodeos you know people want to see the best in the game you know that you know when you go to the bigger bigger rodeos you know the fans Mm -hmm. want to see the best they want to see kelly ellen they want to see Brittany posey they want to see you know donna k rule Haley kinsel and open rodeo you know that's just you know everybody's running you know so Mm -hmm. there's advantages to both what what do you see what do you like as far as like, you mean open rodeo, like a pro rodeo that's open to everybody? Is yeah. that kind yeah, of what yeah. you're thinking? Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm on both sides of this. Um, I, I'm kind of under the impression of, say you have Houston and it's limited to, you know, I think it's 40 or something yeah. like that. Um, and in my opinion, you know, the more people that enter and have like a qualifying round, the more money that's in the pot. Um, now, obviously Houston, you know, they pay your fees and everything, but I think there's ways to, you know, allow the the best of the best to be shown at the rodeos and still somehow try to make qualifiers so people can still get in. So, for example, San Antonio did that this year. There was 10 people that were qualifiers that were outside of that top 30 or 40 that were able to run. One was Sharon Hall, who did, you know, really, really mm-hmm. well. Um, and to me... I think that's amazing because you have the crowd that can kind of cheer for the quote underdog, you know, and that's kind of exciting for them. And yet you're still getting those top people in there. And um, now the money that was won at that qualifier did not go into like the San Antonio rodeo, but I think there's ways to tweak that to make it work. So I think it's, it's good both ways. Um, You know, I get it. I kind of, now that I've was in the, you know, was, was able to attend these limited rodeos. I kind of like the simplicity of it and not as many contestants and kind of knowing you're only running against your set. And so, you know, the ground's going to be, you know, at least even for everybody in your set. That's always a good feeling to have that that it's not going to change from one day to another. Um, So I think there's good and bad with it, honestly. Yeah. 
So, and, you know, for forever now, for this this season, you know, you've been on the run, going, 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 you know, and I, when I messaged you, you know, a couple weeks ago or whenever, you know, you're like, yeah, I'm up every day for the next, you know, 10 days or something like mm-hmm. that. And so you have to have downtime sooner or later, you know, in between to where, you know, you have maybe three days off or four days off. And sure, you know, there's a lot to do. You know, it's not like, well, I'm just going to sit in the trailer and right. eat, eat marshmallows all day long and not do anything. But there is <laughs> there is downtime. And so, you know, what does Kelly Allen do on her downtime when she's on the road? Well, right now, this is kind of the first downtime I've had in a while. And I'm actually in Red Lodge where it's cool. I have my horses in grassy pens and this makes me really happy. I have a plug-in. So mm-hmm. um, here by myself, it's quiet. I can kind of relax and I really needed this for a couple weeks anyways. But my downtime is consisting of laundry. <laughs> <laughs> I have to drive an hour to Billings to tractor supply to get hay and feed. <laughs> um, I'll need to ride my horses and then I'll have to do some spa work. So I actually own a med spa in Fort Worth. And mm-hmm. thankfully this whole summer, my boyfriend and the manager, they've all pretty much taken care of everything because I absolutely, I didn't have the time, you know, or the mental capacity (laughs) to work on things. But when I have some downtime, I am able to work on that a little bit. Um, And so that's, you know, for me, I'll be cleaning trailer, doing laundry and doing errands. Um, That's kind of what it looks like. I, I hope that since I'm here for more than two days, I will be able to kind of actually relax. I'm out here by a river and I can actually there sit outside go. and maybe maybe read a book i don't know wow <laughs> read, read a book you probably yeah. hadn't even touched a book in months you know it's just i have it i have it and i do actually like to read and i do like to you know kind of just sit still and be by myself and read books and listen to podcasts so yeah i really need it <laughs> so yeah. hopefully i can get it done <laughs> yeah and, and i'm sure the two top podcasts for you are blunt force discussion and where rodeo meets the road <laughs> absolutely absolutely <laughs> anthony always asks me he's like did you did you listen to it or you don't even listen to it and i'm like i did no. <laughs> and it's not exactly true but <laughs> yeah yeah he, he does a lot of politics and so i yeah. i kind of stay out of politics yeah so. you know my wife doesn't listen to my podcast at all and i <laughs> and i was like serious i go did hey did you listen to my podcast today she goes not even a minute that's like really not even a minute not even a minute <laughs> but yeah. she goes in spurts you know she'll listen to about yeah. four or five and then not listen to anything for a couple months and i was like come on now we're a team you know but. for sure well and he does a lot of motivational stuff too and that's way more interesting for me personally but the politics i just the politics kind of drains me and it kind of takes a lot out of me and it depresses me. So I more right. or less just try to leave that to him and him only. So. You know, Paul, you know, talking about politics, you know, maybe five, ten years ago, you know, you could joke about it and have fun right. with it. Now it's like you to say anything one way or the other and people get mm-hmm. crazy. So they cancel you. you know, they cancel you. So I just like I avoid that whole thing. Um so I don't even want to talk Smart. about it because we all know, Smart. we all know, mm-hmm. we don't have to talk sure. about it. So for sure, but yeah. um, man, you know, so, you know, like I said, coming towards the end of the year, do you plan on, you know, 24 is right around the corner, October one, you know, and then we go, mm-hmm. you know, we basically, you know, I think, you know, that for yourself and for, you know, other people that, you know, they hit a couple here and there between October and, and December, but then, 
Fort Worth Stock Show starts up, Northwest Stock Show starts up in January, and that's when it really starts kicking off again with that Texas swing. Do you see yourself, you know, I know it's early, we're in August, but do you see yourself, yeah. you know, going to the bigger shows next year and, and really taking what you've learned this year and applying it to next year? Yeah, for sure. And I mean, everything is always dependent on the horse I have, you know, yeah. if your horse is running sound, obviously, you know, the Texas, San Antonio, Fort Worth, Houston, you know, all that I will go for sure. Um, I didn't get to go to Fort Worth this year because they did not take any 2023 qualifiers. They took all 2022. So right. I actually did not get to go and it was only an hour from my house. So that kind of, you know, was kind of annoying. So I ended up going to Rapid City, South Dakota instead, and I ended up winning it, which was great, but I would have liked to have rather stayed in Fort Worth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I do plan on going Denver. I don't know Denver, unless they change the format of it, I'm not a hundred percent sure I will be going back to Denver. It just, it's just not a very good, it's like a mix between bracket style tournament style and a regular rodeo. And the payout is just kind of funky and you can make the semifinals and still not win anything, which is, kind of that's what happened to me this last year mm-hmm. um but for sure i plan on you know going to everything i'm qualified for so that should be everything you know besides calgary unless i make the nfr and then i should be in calgary too for next year so um yeah I, i'm excited and I, i'll have a little bit more awesome. uh, heads up you know as to how they do things at these now yeah definitely so, so you know we're rooting for you 100% to see you in Las Vegas in December. We'll be there in Vegas. And Kelly, thank you for being on our show where rodeo meets the road. Absolutely. Thank you for having me.